going on, everybody? Welcome to Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly movie podcast for movies that have been remade, adapted, sequelized, or have otherwise been done once and will be done again forever. And to see if we really need to keep doing them and if there's any merit in retreading old water and sequelizing and doing all the words that you hate that studios say all the time, like requel. That's my new favorite one. Uh, as always, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me today is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And we are back again. <laughs> we are back in the theaters. We're here. Another incredibly anticipated movie with Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I think we've been waiting for this for a long time. But as everybody knows, there was a pandemic and it got delayed and delayed and delayed again until finally this weekend, Labor Day weekend, we got to see it after tons of conversations of whether or not it would be successful post G.I. Joe post not having a streaming hybrid combination, post very stupid problematic things that a new man in power said that I don't even think it bears talking about, but it is a huge success. Audiences love it. I love it. We're gonna get into what we thought about it, why it's important, how it works as an adaptation and furthering the MCU because we're not just adapting Marvel characters anymore. We're pushing the narrative forward. Terrence, what did you think about this movie? uh yeah this was a fantastic film like I, I i loved it uh it was it's it's funny you know you hear all the stuff we sort of sort of mentioned with the gi joe thing like hey can can two asian-led properties exist at the exact same time or around the same time and will one counter the other this movie is blows everything that whatever the heck snake eyes was doing out of the water but like this thing opens in a way and that I had never really seen any Marvel film do in quite some time. And sort of like Crouching Tiger, it becomes sort of, you get a love story at the very opening of it. And it's this magical, mystical dance fighting sequence that happens. And I'm just like, oh, this is what we're in for? Then I'm, I'm hooked because Crouching Tiger is one of my favorite films ever. And so just seeing that and seeing how beautifully it was done was fantastic. And I, I love the movies. I always, I hold the films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that are more hand-to-hand -hand combat and a little bit more visceral fighting, much higher. And this introduces a fighting style and a fighting mechanism that is very different than anything else we've seen. And it just feels refreshing and sort of great to see. And it is brutal. There's a sky, the skyscraper sequence we sort of see in the trailers is great, completely played out. And then you get into some fa fantastical stuff at the back end of this movie where you're just like, I, this movie does so many things that nothing feels like anything else the MCU has done. There's like it's in this corner by itself and it's killing it. But then at the same time, you still get little threads of MCU stuff here and there. And you're like, ah, oh, this is a part of that world. But I don't mind that we're not leaning into that so much because everything that I'm seeing here is great. Shang-Chi, Simu Liu is great. Like he, I want to see more of him. And there was a, a point in this film, sort of happened with me when I, when I saw Black Widow, that I kind of got a little misty-eyed because I'm sitting here like, I'm seeing people, I remember what that feeling felt like for me with Black Panther, and I'm seeing it for other people that they're getting to see a representation of themselves on screen. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I can't stop smiling about it because it was, it was a well done representation of, uh, of, 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 of Shang-Chi. No, I think you nailed it. I think that is probably the most important piece of this. This is our first major Asian superhero in the MCU. This is an incredible moment in history. It's an incredible moment in the franchise. And it 
top 10 Marvel movie for me. I did my letterbox D list. I figured it out. I sat there for a minute oh, being like, but is it really that high already? And you know what? It just is it's, because this, yeah. like, I'm very white as everybody knows, but I, as you know, most white people in the suburbs did when they were 13, I did martial arts, but I stayed with it into my like mid twenties and I loved it. And I watched martial art movies with my dad. And this kind of fighting style is something that you don't really see often anymore. And even just in the last like 10 years, I pulled up a quick list just to make sure I wasn't going crazy. And I would say like since the raid and the raid two, which was in 2014. You had like the Ip Man series kept going. You had Kung Fu Panda 3, Beyond Skyline, I guess. Uh, the Night Comes for Us, a Dragon Ball Z movie, the John Wick movies. This fighting style, you don't see that often. And even those ones I just mentioned are like standout tentpole movies, right. but also don't get into the culture like Shang-Chi does in such a meaningful interesting way and it's it's baked into the the score the set design the art everything about it was astounding and it made me feel the way i wanted mortal Kombat to make me feel in the fights mortal Kombat had some great fights and some great fatalities but you're right every sequence of this movie the bus the skyscraper the stuff with his dad everything in it just had these visceral awesome one shot like Jet Li, Jackie, Bruce Lee moments that we don't see anymore. It was incredible to watch. And let me tell you about how I see a movie in a theater, Terrence. I order my, my soda and my large popcorn ahead. I get a big old Coke Zero. I get a big old thing of popcorn. I get some M&Ms and I sit down and I'm usually halfway done with it because I got to watch 30 trailers that I've seen a thousand my times. My Twizzlers are gone before the movie starts. Yeah, I, 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 I shouldn't be able to eat 2,000 calories <laughs> in, a, in a YouTube trailer list, but here we are. I'm doing that. I'm with you. So as a result of that, I usually have to go to the bathroom and every movie that I've seen during the pandemic I've, I've gotten up once, used the restroom, and come back. This is the first movie where I had to go to the bathroom and was like, I think we can wait. I will hold it. <laughs> and I know that's a weird way to tell you why this is one of the best movies I've seen this year, but it is. Because like as anyone who has a large soda before their film will tell you, you got to love something to not get up and go yeah. to the bathroom. I choose seats at the edges so that I can easily get up. I don't care about your exposition. I knew he loved her the whole time. I will be then. Never with Shang-Chi. So the characters, the action, the comedy, everything about this movie that I was like, ah, I don't know. The comedy might be a bit so good. Them sitting down at dinner with this family talking about like, oh, well, this is what makes me happy. Who cares if I'm not some great scientist or great whatever. I like being a valet driver. Great comedy, great comeback there. We've baked everything into the Marvel Universe. Once again, we are taking things that I know you and I like, but a lot of Marvel fans don't, and have made it important and awesome again. And I'm, of course, talking about the Iron Man 3 connection. Love it. I love All it. All Hail the King was added to Disney Plus for a very specific a reason. reason. And I kind of wish... Here's the thing. Uh, as soon as they dropped that, the surprise was ruined. So you kind of you sort of put it all together at that point. Why else would they drop? Yeah. It's the only one shot they've put up there. Yeah, none, none of the other ones are out there. Yeah. It's a good um, so I was kind of like, all right, Ben Kingsley's going to show up. That's dope. 
uh, we got to close this thread. We're going to see the real Mandarin. Cool. I'm going to watch this one shot again because unless you own these old Blu-rays, those are lost to time. Why not just put all of them up and make me be like, what a fun thing that we're doing. Oh my God, the Mandarin then you would is be here. Kind of like, oh, they're all here and you wouldn't pinpoint exactly that one. It'd be less obvious to what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, that would have been a fun, like, ah, because I love Iron Man 3. I always liked that Mandarin twist. I thought that was a very clever way to do a very creepy villain. But my God, when he sits down and explains to you why the Mandarin sucked and his name and the importance of names and how America has like, taken their culture and they've made you afraid of a like, dish. And like the way he's like, it's made of it's chicken. You're afraid of chicken. I was like, oh. And like for a while there, because I didn't really, I didn't even see that the one shot was on there. I heard about it at it being on afterwards. And yes, it is very obvious. But like, I thought that was going to be all the mention that we sort of get of it because it seems like, all right, I'm going to explain to you why that Mandarin was a piece of shit and why I don't like that name. And I don't, I don't appreciate that name and sort of get rid of both at the same time, sort of cut that one off, whatever Slattery was doing, but also say, I'm not referring to myself as the Mandarin because that thing also comes with some problematic issues when we start getting into the stereotypicalness of, of that character. But I am still the badass, but I, I just love how he's like, you American people, they always fuck up <laughs> well, our it, tradition. I mean, it's funny because like Marvel has so many times now done that where they're like, well, we can't do the ancient one of the Mandarin because it's racist. So here's a white person. And I was like, <laughs> no, guys, like you got to we can fix this. Right. And th this was such a great way to do that. And, you know, it's that weird thing of like, well, we probably wouldn't have had this awesome scene without this misstep. Right. But you also could have had a scene about how like white people in American culture appropriate because that's not new to the Mandarin role. That's you everyone, you know, every white person has appropriated something once right. as a white person. That's the, we've done it, guys. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. I know you don't think you have, it's but you have. Yeah. I don't know when or where or how, <laughs> but I know you did. <laughs> uh, and it's interesting because it's like, well, we could have done this. We could have figured out the ancient one. We could have figured out the Mandarin. And it, uh, of course, as it often does, takes us until we have the right people telling these stories and not just Shane Black being like, it's racist. And right. I know white people. So <laughs> let me <laughs> slip them in there. Yeah. You won't even notice. They <laughs> noticed. They did. Uh, that was great, but that even brings me to just like another awesome Marvel villain in this pantheon of complex, interesting villains, because I feel like so many of them, and I love the Marvel movies, and I love them all so much, but a lot of the villains suck. I yeah. think that's the, the constant complaint. A lot of the issues with the origin stories is typically the DNA is baked in that their purpose is that we're going to heighten the hero but the villain's kind of just going to be there to sort of bolster them up, but not really have where they're on the same level. Um, you don't really get too many that that do sort of fix. I mean, like I, I would say Black Panther sort of does. Killmonger is sort of on the same footing as T'Challa in that film. But for the most part, most of them are a carbon or a carbon copy version of them. Like the the as we've referred to before as the skin swap of a Street Fighter character of the other person. Like 
Ant-Man to Yellow Jacket. We're just going to swap the character, the color palette, and that's who they are. This one gets into the Dean of Green, some Shakespearean type shit with a with the father relationship and, and and the son relationship, but also the mom that's not there. And like Shang-Chi has to sort of decide whether he's following the path that his father taught him on or his mother taught him on or sort of blend and become this sort of one mixture or do his own thing where he's like, I don't want to do with deal with either of them. Meanwhile, the father is kind of like, hey, it's it's very fascinating to see a guy who's lived his life, who's conquered, done everything. He's like, finally, I've sat, sat down, I've settled down. I'm going to get married, I'm going to have kids. I'm playing, I'm doing a touchpad game, Dance Dance Revolution with my kids. I love it. This is my life. And then someone takes your wife away. And the one thing that you were happy with, you were so like, my life is set, is gone. And you're like, if I kept these damn rings on, she would be okay. I'm murdering everyone. And I felt that. I'm like, oh, I get, I understand that. Like, that is an impetus that I 100% understand. And is Stacy okay? <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, Shang-Chi is kind of like, also, he watched his mom die. And he knows that the reason why she's dead is because of all the past that his father has. So there's this whole entanglement between the two of them where you're like, yeah, I I love my father. Cause you can see he still actively loves his father but he also really hates him as well, which is just a, a wild thread to play throughout this entire entire property. And then like his, when will things long enough, like he's crazy enough, he's so in love that he's his brain is messed up that he thinks he's hearing something from the great beyond to say like, yo, come here. He's been tricked enough and he'll follow whatever path he can to make sure that he gets his wife back. It's heartbreaking because we we all as an audience know that she's not on the other side of that. And he's doing this for naught. And while also destroying both his, his son and his daughter, which I also love the story that he pays zero attention to his daughter. Like when he comes, comes back to the, to the island, he's like, hey, everybody, my son's here. Never mind the girls, put them in a room. <laughs> that all of that small stuff just lets me puts layers into all of that which we don't get that much layer on a bad guy ever in these mcu films no i would say killmonger and thanos are the only right. other two that are yeah. that complex because it's it's interesting too because so many of their motivations are often power and all the way back to Tony's first villain, you know, the Ironmonger just wants the Iron Man suit yeah. and he wants the Jericho missile. And even he appropriates the Ten Rings to do his goals. I was really hoping we were going to get that connected. I kept being like, talk about the Jericho missile now. We got Ben Kingsley back. Talk yeah. about the Jericho. The ten Rings are a, there. They, I feel a like part the of me was like, they have of the gun, like, the, like it seemed like they do that after, like that type of era, but the, the years didn't match up. And I was like, I think that's what they were trying to go for. A part of me was like, they were trying to get the Jericho missile to break down that wall. I was like, there's going to be something where he's like, well, we had to kidnap Tony Stark to get, but also like, you know, it doesn't have to keep going back to that one movie. There are two other Iron Man movies for it right. to come back to. But I was like, I, I just wanted it. Um, so as far back as him, it's been power, revenge, power and revenge right. for Iron Man 3. Red Skull was power. Loki was power. Power, 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 power. Finally, you get to somebody who is like, I've had power for thousands of years. He calls power. that old dude young man, and I almost like blew I was a like, stitch. That was right, amazing. Because that man was very old for us. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like the simplest joke, and even I love hearing us be like, "Get it?" Because like to us, he is an old man, but, but he is right. The simplest, <laughs> dumbest thing is the one where I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> so clever." <laughs> uh, I love it. So finally, you get this character who's like, "I have power. I have power and knowledge beyond anything." And the only time I didn't have that is when I lost the person I care about. This isn't about revenge. This isn't about power. This isn't about ancient knowledge and infinity stones and what's right for everybody. This is just about a man righting a wrong that one way or another is his fault. It's either his fault because he didn't have his rings on or it's his fault because he has been a very bad man for um, (laughs) lifetimes, I guess, (laughs) right? uh, for a very long time. So I thought that was really great because I was like, and then you're right, like you do get into some like sexist shit with these daughters, with his daughter, where he is just like, she's not going to train. Yeah. I barely say hello to her. Yeah. I don't care. And it's, I just and it's, need her eye. And it's twofold because part of it, like, I think he's just the way that he is as like the way that they are. If they don't, they don't treat women that way. But it also adds on to the fact that his wife died. And she looks like his wife. So he's like, I really don't want anything to do with you because you remind me of her. So go away. <laughs> Yeah, which is great because like another thing we've done in these MCU movies is daddy issues. Tony has his with his dad and it's all like, oh, he didn't pay attention to me even though he gave me everything I needed in the world and a company. (laughs) Oh, oh, poor me. Um, (laughs) Thor and Loki, obviously. Killmonger. Yeah. T'Challa. A lot of like, we talked about the Shakespearean stuff. We've like, it's all kind of water we've treaded, but since we put it in this backdrop with the new culture and we add in these other layers of, he's been around forever, the mom is dead, the daughter reminds him of it, it makes it feel different. And I feel like that's something that doesn't really get addressed enough in these movies in general is like, we keep kind of doing, like superhero origins are almost always like, and then the man lost somebody. Right. And then heroics happened. And I was like, this is kind of one of the few instances where we've been, he's lost somebody and now villain times happen, making the hero. Correct. Uh, we've like just kind of changed it a little bit every now and then because it, it, I never felt like it was too familiar because they also was like sci-fi fantasy beasts. Yeah. which was awesome dragons and, and like, like okay cool bamboo closing behind them the trees maze oh yeah. my god there was some stuff in here great. a that lot just, of things we haven't even gotten to yet in this where i'm just like oh my god there's so many things that we have not done in the marvel movies that elevate it well i knew when this movie opened with winwoo as opposed to shang chi i'm like oh we're already doing things different like we're focusing we're starting to focus on the villain which is very rare which is why the whole time it felt like they were sort of on even footing we're like we're doing the hero and the villain story together in this because we know that at the end it's going to pay off a lot more when it's all said and done and so you get those when those scenes happen like they're that powerful sequence after she dies and he comes and he sees her and just a, it's so slight he walks in there with little Shang. And he's just walking into the bar and Sean just like, he looks at him. He's like, basically, is that the, are those the guys? And he just gives him the knives. Like, cool. I'm going to go murder all of these people. Oh, that scene went pretty hard. It was, was insane. I was like, oh, this, this is great. But it then counters at the end when everything is said and done. And he's basically sacrificing himself and he sends the rings. That look that they give each other broke my heart. 
I was like, oh, this is. Oh yeah. I, I know he's the villain, but this is this is emotional. Like I feel all of this, which does not happen often when you have the two characters being on the on the same level and you feel it from on both sides. Because like I'm I'm just as sad that he's going away. That's probably Shang Chi is on that. He's losing his father, even though he has to. Yeah, that was a very good scene, and it was crazy because like that got so big, and it never bothered me. And in the back of my mind, I just kept feeling, well, we started on this bus and now we're flying on dragons and it would have been so easy for that disconnect to just go away. But they really, because the stakes are so intimate and the characters are so relatable, you never really feel like it's disconnected. That you've gone so far, so big that you, you've lost the heart of the story. The heart is always still there. So that way you can sort of play and do all these weird things um, and it'd be believable. Which was also impressive because, you know, how are we going to get bigger than Thanos? I feel like any of these monsters could have just sucked away his soul. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it took two movies for me to go, oh, oh, all right, there's I way guess, bigger I guess threats. Get much bigger. Yeah, I think we get much bigger than this guy. Right. This man and his rocks, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Turns out all he had to do was have a conversation and he would have calmed down. <laughs> I would, yeah. Let's see T'Challa talk these demons sucking dragons down. Yeah. Let's yeah. see that one if Star-Lord come back. <laughs> I love that this exists in a world where the blip has, has already happened. So we're kind of like, oh yeah, all that stuff has already existed. And I just, it's simple. They'll just have like posters. I, I, I giggled so much, but the posters of like a therapy session of, of like, do you need help? Yeah, we gotta go, we gotta, you know, Steve's gotta eat. Yeah. <laughs> he's, still, he's still doing that. He's not really dead. <laughs> he's still doing that's, that. That's what he's been hopping through time. He's like, I'm just gonna go help people. A lot need. of people who are sad, you know, he snapped <laughs> his fingers in every universe. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of bummed out people there. Yeah. Uh, loved all that. All the characters are very good. And then the rings themselves, like you, you talk about the martial arts that we haven't really seen. We've seen hand-to-hand, Winter Soldier, knife tricks, mm-hmm. uh, that Bucky's worthless now. Yeah, he can't <laughs> even put his these... arm on. That was just, some, the Wakandans would just come and cut his arm off. So he, he worthless. worthless. I was like, what a cool knife trick that Bucky did once. And I'm like, that man took over a whole bus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And you've been here the whole time was insane right i was like sean you've been around this whole time my goodness this is well, insane that's where it gets kind of like interesting to figure out the timeline because they give you the 96 point and then which is like when they meet right so you have to assume that while like phase one was happening they were probably a happy family because mm-hmm. he's yeah, in his 20s right right like he's like oh i you were 14. I let you go live your life for 10 years. And now you're back. Where did mm-hmm. that get you? And so that's one of those. I'm like, okay, okay. So he would have been, it's like technically 2025 now for them because right. of Thanos. So that would have, that would have been like Ultron when mm-hmm. he went and lived on his own. Cause even when they make the Gangnam style reference, I was like, well, I was a guy. I am old. <laughs> <laughs> it's also that's unclear. A- it's also unclear as to if he or if any of the folks in here, obviously I don't think uh, Winwu was, but if any of them were in the blip, like a part of the blip being being gone. So that also is where it gets a little dicey with the time the time frame. 
Um, I get this the sense that him and Aquafina weren't. Yeah, so I feel like he and Katie were pretty much always there. Um because otherwise he'd be like he'd be like 21. Right. Yeah. Um I think. Correct. He would have that's right, he would have lost years. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, it, it's just crazy how all of that sort of time works and how everything works. It also we I don't know what Wong is doing nowadays but he just seems to be just hopping around he is quietly becoming the new nick fury (laughs) and i am all about that why is he training the abomination right i was like why we'll never know right he just dragged like come on we're we're here i'm just hanging out all right cool yeah razor fist was great this whole arsenal of villains you have their other masked demon yeah she was like oh we just sucked with his soul and dropped that man i like that i like that guy what's and it's cool because like those that's a typical thing that happens in like asian cinema where they they have a guy like a maskless person that never really even gets a name or we ever know much about them they're they're just supposed to be the badass and then something happens to them i think i think he went by the death dealer is also sort of what the death dealer yeah Yeah, but like his mantle yeah but it's just kind of like oh that's dope that's a that's a dope character to see uh I, I I dug that, but yeah, Razor Fist looks dope. Um, it's a lot of just cool looking things. That fight sequence, it's still within the skyscrapers part, but the the sequence in the with the purple backdrop with the LED screens in behind is like this is stunning. <laughs> it goes back to kind of when we were in Madripoor and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we just never had a texture like that in the MCU. Yeah, <clears throat> like nothing else really felt like this underground fight club with these flashing leds and everyone's hyper stylized and people are fighting behind doors and you have this big dome coliseum we we, we haven't done anything like this it's yeah. it's something that's kind of been missing we've we've seen the same like 10 places for the last 10 years military compound new york military compound upstate new york san francisco Peter's school like we know the places so you know going to Wakanda going here right all gives you this just new sense of how big this world really is because I think by the end of even Ultron we were like yeah biggest universe except it's New York yeah okay <laughs> it's like even you know we went to Germany but we went to an airport we didn't really see Germany right you basically <clears throat> I mean, it feels like a set that you're on, but you're just looking at the airport. Yeah. Uh, This feel, but I will say that that's been sort of the case. I mean, Black Widow felt cinematically different too with like the red, like the red room and doing the screens and stuff. And I feel like Eternals is probably going to be doing that too. I feel like we're now letting directors sort of play with what the MCU always sort of was doing. It's just starting to feel a little bit more of a different texture and stylized world than what we were accustomed to. And I dig that. I like that. Change it up. Do some weird shit. Um, yeah, I will say that the 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 post credit sequences actually got me super amped. Like the Wong thing was one, just because it's like, what is what is this? It basically, there are a lot of things that they just don't explain. You just come out of nowhere, you're like, all right, so wait, Hulk's not Hulk anymore. Okay, cool. <laughs> got a bum arm. I don't know how that happened. I'm sure we'll we'll get. Well, there we know how the bum arm happened. He snapped this, his yeah, fingers correct. and blew his arm. But he's off. back to he's back to normal. Uh, Captain Marvel seems like there's some been some time in passing because her hair went from super short to long, but now they're just discussing. Wong is now the the person who's discussing what's happening with these rings, and they're like the ring is now setting off a beacon when you put it on. Like, okay, cool, something big is coming. We're just started setting the seed. I like that. 
Um, well, you have to assume that it's the eternal stuff, you would right? Because right? those those rings are so old. Old, right? You would think that that's going to bring them all sort of together, uh, which would be but fun. It, what I like right now about the MCU is, you know, at the end of Iron Man one, we're going to talk about the Avengers Initiative, and even if you had a slight understanding of it, you were like, "Great, the Avengers are coming!" Awesome. Right. Then they showed you Thanos, and if you were a little bit deeper into it, you were like, "I know that man." Yeah. He did some cool stuff. Uh, that's going to be a time. And now we are so far past. Well, I guess not, because like FF and Blade and X Men and Spider Man. There's a lot more coming that I know, but right, there's, there's a even lot more unknown. coming that I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of unknown. And I think what I liked most about this post credit scene, and even Black Widows, and what like Val is doing, <clears throat> is I feel like we're setting up three different stories. Mm-hmm. We're like doing multiverse stuff, which could be endless. Big as, yeah. We're setting up whatever Val and her Thunderbolts probably team is doing. Correct. And then there's these rings now. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't even speculate who they're signaling to. No I can't clue. even begin to, to fathom it. Because one, I just don't really know I'm the not deeper lore well of Shang-Chi person. very right. well. Exactly. But galactus right that's like that's the, the biggest yeah like i i have no clue but i but i am i am giddy being in the world where i don't know like this is the first time in a while where i, I i'm not ahead of it and i dig that i'm like cool finally thank you i i'm excited to see what happens next um and then the other post credit actually got me really excited because i feel like it's definitely leading to a a disney plus show but I'm all in for it because I don't care where it's leading because I will watch those people do martial art forms to that music. 100% is like, you're giving me that. And like the music was perfect, like out with the old and with the new. And you just do this. That suit she had on was one of the baddest fucking suits that I've ever seen on my life. I was like, oh, and she just sat in that chair like like a pimp. I was like, this is. It's like, (laughs) all right. Are you with a hero or the villain? Because I want to be on your team. (laughs) It's like, Shiling, I don't know what you're about to do, but I want it. And you just pull back and you see this shot of all these women getting trained. I'm like, yep, I want all of that now. And you know what? Give me more platonic male-female relationships like Aquafina and Shang-Chi. I was so, like, I got scared for a moment when they were hugging. I was like, please don't kiss her. Please don't kiss her. Please don't kiss her. Because it felt so refreshing. Up Another word I'm going to use. But, like, it just felt great that they did not have any romance towards them at all. They were just like, it was like another sister. In fact, he's actually closer to her as a sister than he is his own sister because of the time, like he spent more time with her in the last 15 years of his life. Go and even like the stuff with her, I was really, you know, Permi's like, oh, she's going to be really good at archery now. And then I was like, oh, she's really good at archery. And I love it. <laughs> like it was like everything that I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work, worked. And like yeah. even this like, old mentor she had for just a minute when he went away, I was like, oh no, this like shot at the throat was awesome. I loved the speech of like, well, you know, if you never shoot for anything, you'll never hit anything. And I was right. like, oh my God, I love it. I love it all so much. I love an easy, simple theme that's well, set in one it's line. It's so simple because it, and you needed that because I was sitting there for a while. I was like, why was this family scene in here if we never go back to the family? But that's the point of it. It's setting up it like you have been sort of a quote unquote disappointment to your family because you haven't like achieved anything or achieved. And I this. could just hear my mom saying, shoot the arrow, you little mooch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so good. Yeah. It, yeah, easily 
top 10, even higher if you take out the Avengers movies. Yeah, I say, right. It's one of those things that I'm sitting there and I felt like, am I a prisoner of the moment that I was like, this is easily in my top 10, like without even a question, like it goes in my top 10. And I'm like, as I start to think about it even more, I'm like, oh, this is pretty, this is pretty high up there. Um, easily one of the best origin Marvel films that that's ever. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean of course it's it's spectacular and that's why i like i I, i've never seen numbers like this like ever the rotten tomatoes numbers are insane it's like 91 and 99 or some some random like just wild thing like that i'm like oh well that's that's nuts i don't think i've ever seen i mean they received this well came out swinging and it's very impressive 92 rotten tomatoes from the critics and 98 from the fans that 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 type of thing just doesn't exist <laughs> and That's then of course a, there's uh this box office yeah 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 uh, uh, as 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 our good friend bob chapik said and i know what he meant but you gotta work on the phrasing there. you gotta use the phrasing sir this is, of course, the first big Marvel release that is not a hybrid theory, uh, which is not just the name of an excellent Lincoln Park album, oh, Lincoln. but also <laughs> a streaming and theatrical release combination. Yeah. And so, of course, the guy had to get on wherever he, wherever CEOs go to talk. <laughs> I imagine a nice room yeah. um, with food I'll never have. Allow me to pontificate as I eat this caviar. And he said, well, it's going to be our experiment, which is not something you should say. No. Really ever. Ever. But about it's just, anyone or anything. About anything, but especially about the film that is like, an all Asian cast and an all Asian lead and Asian director. You shouldn't use that as the outlier of saying, hey, we're going to choose this one as the experiment. To the point where the lead actor had to come out and be like, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> we are not your experiment. Uh, but you know what? If it's an experiment, it fucking worked. <laughs> it did. It did. We're sitting on the highest Labor Day weekend four days since 2007's Rob Zombie's Halloween, not to be confused with good movies in that franchise. <laughs> um, 80 million is what we're close to now. I believe the exact number is... 71.4 or 83.5 are the two figures. 71 for the three days. And they're, they're, they're estimating about 84, but it looks like it might end up around 90 for the Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've said we're back on this podcast. But <laughs> yeah. It, that, would, uh, that would push out F970. That would push, that would edge out Black Widow's 80.3. Yeah. That, that's a classic opening weekend right there. It is. That's, that would wide. be the first pandemic opening for people who need the context. 4,000 theaters, still kind of Delta variant. You know, we're out there. We're sort of half and half. Yeah. This is the first time we've heard of a movie beating a record that isn't a pandemic record. Right. That's insane. So yeah. I don't even care about comparing it to other Marvel openings, blah, 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 blah. Because one, it's just a hard list to even look it's at. It's a now. hard thing to do. Yeah. But there's so much more context around this. Like, of course, it's not going to open as big as Endgame. And of course, it's not going to open as big as some of these other ones. But we'll far for Earth's No Way Home, outpace it, probably. More than likely. Like, yeah. 
but uh, you know, the world, why we shouldn't even look at box office numbers in a serious way until we're out of the pandemic. I like box office numbers. It's interesting. It's and it's good to see trends and see how everything sort of works, but this one, this, this whole year. We is, can't label anything a success or a failure in the pandemic, but no. we can label this a success. Correct. And it sort of harkens back to some of the issues that uh, Scarlett was happening was having when you do a half theatrical, half online or streaming, you you you're you're gutting yourself a little bit. And no disrespect to Shang Chi, this is a crazy number. I would feel that just off of brand recognition, character recognition, and who Scarlett is, that movie would have opened around 110 had it just been in in theaters alone. So that's where it's like I see why she feels the way she she does, and this Whoa. this if nothing else, this is going to tell Marvel Eternals is only getting in theaters, uh, uh, No Way Home is only getting in theaters, and well, Sony people, was never going to give them a Sony Disney was never Plus release, yeah. but it also Crackle makes Crackle uh, only, but it also makes something like Bond, who was probably a little nervous to release theirs, like all right, we have a big enough brand where I think we'll be okay if we put this in theaters. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to be like, well, you know, by October we'll be fine. But I wish I could say that. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty five, maybe you know, at this point. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, look, it's going to be great because there's really nothing next week. Venom this should have moved. legs. Yeah, so this should have legs. So there's there's nowhere to go but up until right. the first week of October with like Adam's family too, I think. Yeah. But. I loved it. I'm so excited for more. I like this just is Marvel doing what they do where they introduce me to characters and I'm like, I want it. I want to see them sing karaoke more. I want more awkward dinners. I want more. I want to know what was going on with the abomination. I want to see all of the yeah. ten rings. I want to see all of the Wong. I want I will to see more Wong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Here we there is a box office pandemic era domestic debut. So yeah, for all of the like Marvel's done nonsense that I feel like I have to listen to once a month, even though they have four shows on TV right now and right. two movies out. Black Widow is at 80, Shang-Chi, which is still going, is at 71, F9 is at 70, then a quiet place two at 47, Jungle Cruise at 35, Godzilla versus Kong at 31, Space Jam at 31, Free Guy at 28, The Suicide Squad at 26, which there's my you gotta get a better PR guy. Two million dollar difference. One of these was super successful, and one of them was a failure. Get, a failure. get out of my face. Right. <laughs> get out of my face. 24 for the conjuring, 23 for Mortal Kombat, 22 for Candyman, 21 for Cruella, 21 for Demon Slayer. 16 for old, 16 for Wonder Woman 84, 16 for the Boss Baby 2, 14 for Tom and Jerry, 13 for Snake Eyes, and 12.6 for the Forever Purge. So I'd say we're doing pretty good. We're doing okay. Pretty, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And I'm sure that come Tuesday, we'll have a sequel announced. And <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, well, we won't them. because they don't like to announce sequels. They just want to be like, "Don't worry about it." Phase yeah, five. They, well, they usually do theirs at like one event. They're like, "Cool, here's what's going to happen for the next three years." <laughs> yeah, I think that's the show. Yeah, uh, obviously, this movie is super important. If we're talking about why we're adapting, we're not only bringing the MCU to places it's never been. We're giving an audience something they've never had. We're giving people. And, all of these same positivity things that we need when we do inclusion and diversity. We need it. It was overdue. It's high time. And I just want more. I want to know, I want to see what else those 10 rings can do when they were flying around them. 
he made him into that ball like yeah. a street fighter thing was about to happen it was all about that yes. flying around this dragon these animals i just want i want uh, my favorite comedy bit was ben kingsley on the ground with his little pet for a minute so it was like good. they killed him i really was like they killed him they killed him it's over why wouldn't we kill ben kingsley in this movie right. it makes so much sense and then no worry mate i'm just doing an act so i was like oh my god that's man those better. trees that was my favorite thing was those trees closing behind them that was the coolest it's so cool that was that was the thing where I was, oh i think that the last couple of movies i've seen this candy man even like Black Widow have all had one or two things visually that are like, I've never seen that before. Mm -hmm. And this was one where I was like, oh, I've never seen it. <laughs> so if you feel safe, if you feel okay, I suggest getting to an IMAX, get your popcorn, get right in the middle because you won't want to get up and go to the bathroom. I assure you. And uh, watch it. And then after you're done watching it, come back here and leave us a review and comment on our YouTube channel and subscribe there also. And then you can follow us on Hollywood ADI on Twitter. I'm at, as always, Blake Terrence at Terrence Tatum. We do a spinoff of this show called Marvel Pair Up, where we talk about the Disney Plus shows along with a history of a movie genre. So right now it's What If and Marvel's own non-MCU movie history. And we will see you guys next time. Later. <laughs>